So we're taking a break from Romans 9 through 11 at the moment. We'll pursue those chapters later. Right now, we're exploring how Jesus Christ has set us free from the law of sin and death, rather has set us free from the kingdom of sin and death, how he has broken the powers of wrath, sin, law, and death described in chapters 5, 6, 7, and 8 of Romans. And I use a simple illustration here. Simply put your uh, hand up in front of your face and spread your fingers and you look at the tip of the first finger, we are freed from wrath. The second finger, freed from sin. The third finger, freed from law. The fourth finger, freed from death. Now, the psychological reactions to that free, uh, or rather the psychological reaction to those powers is the following. When we're on, uh, so go to the first knuckle. When we're under the power of wrath, we feel the first knuckle, abandonment. When we're under the power of sin, we feel helplessness. That's the first knuckle. When we are under in the, uh, uh, the middle finger, the uh, power of the law, we feel condemnation and guilt. When we are under the power of death, we feel despair. We feel rather um, the, the power of despair upon us. Now then, when we are uh, uh, under these powers, the psychological reactions have an emotional response. So that's the third knuckle. So you go, wrath has the psychological response of abandonment, and that has the emotional response of nobody loves me. The power of sin has the psychological reaction of uh, helplessness, and that has the emotional response of, I can't stop this thing. I can't get out. The third power, the power of law, has the psychological reaction to condemnation and guilt. And that, coming to the third knuckle down below there, that has the emotional response of, uh, let's see, uh, the, the response of, I'm no good. I can't measure up. And then the fourth power, the power of death, has the uh, psychological reaction of despair, which brings the emotional response of what's the point. So then, how do we respond to the law when we know that Christ has broken the power of that? Now listen, think of it in regard to a, a temptation, uh, an addiction, whatever struggle you might be having, a struggle to dis feel uh, discouraged, despondent, depressed, or um, um, other circumstances in life that are negative, your first psychological reaction to the power of the law, especially in temptation and addiction, will be to feel guilt and condemnation. And what do you do when you feel guilt and condemnation? Well, if you're aware by the Spirit of what is going on in your life, you will recognize that you close down your spirit or your soul to God. When we're feeling tempted, we feel that God is frowning on us. We feel that God is condemning us, and we feel that we should um, uh, either overcome this thing quickly or pull away. Stop thinking about God. 
Many people, when asked in counseling, well, what do you think about when you go into your addiction in regard to God? And they say, I don't think about God at all. Well, that's very interesting, isn't it? Because, you see, that's what the core of addiction is. It is for the soul, as I've said many times now, to go silent, to stop thinking about God, which is a very unnatural state, do you understand? Because God created man in his image, and he created us for fellowship. It would be as natural if we were in our uh, Adamic state, the state that Adam was in before he fell. It would be as natural to think about God and to enjoy him as it would to breathe fresh air on a spring day. But the guilt causes us to close down. Now, what do you feel when you close down? Well, of course, you feel almost nothing. You begin to sort of center in on a dark space in your soul. You don't sense any comfort from God, any reassurance, any sense that he is helping you. He is frowning on you or he has stepped away and he's turning his back on you. And the pain of that is so intense that something else happens. And what is that? It is that we dive straight into our sin or our favorite addiction because that is the only comfort left. Do you see then that the struggle with addiction is not a particular object of choice, as I've said again before to you. It's not a, uh, drugs or food issues or uh, pornography or um, alcohol. It is a core issue of the soul closing down. And when the soul closes down, it loses its center. And so we sort of get off kilter. We don't know who we are anymore. We just don't feel ourselves. Now, the gospel declares to us that Jesus Christ is our righteousness, that Christ took the place of our humanity and that in him we are counted as if we were righteous. That is an amazing truth, and it is an amazing truth in regard to our psychological response to the power of the law. The law teaches us, or rather the gospel teaches us, that we have been freed from the law. Look what it says there in chapter 7 of uh, Romans. Therefore, my brethren, you also have, beca have become dead to the law through the body of Christ Jesus. How have we become dead to the law? Well, the law can poke us. It can make us feel bad. It can make us feel guilty and condemned. It can frighten the, the living daylights out of us by condemnation. And we then close ourselves down to God. Now, the, in, the rather disturbing thing about this is that when you feel condemned by the law, if you don't know the gospel, you will feel more urgently the need to obey the law. The law will say, you are condemned, you have disobeyed me, and, you, and you'd better obey me or else I will condemn you all the more. And what the Christian does who doesn't know the gospel is that he starts to bow to the law, which is another form of idolatry. Now, can you believe that, that the law of God can become a form of idolatry? 
That's the case, because law is all about us. It's about you and I having the ability to obey God. Well, of course, we don't have that ability, but Satan deceives us into thinking we do. You should try harder, he says. You should be more disciplined. You should be more dedicated. You should be more repentant. And if you are all these things, then you will be able to obey the law. And we try and try and try. And the more we try, the more we fail. That's what legalism is all about. Legalism is the belief that humanity can rise up to the level of God. Human, uh, rather, legalism is the belief that in man, in woman, is an innate power to obey God. But there is no such power. The gospel teaches us that in ourselves there is no righteousness at all that we have altogether become corrupt, that humanity is in a broken state and cannot repair itself. So then what do we do? You say, well, Colin, if you can't obey the law, well, just uh, throw your hands up in despair and say, okay, I'll just do what the hell I want. That is not the solution that faith calls us to. What faith calls us to is trust in Christ, who is our righteousness. Look again at Romans chapter 3, uh, where it says that we are justified, that is declared innocent, freely by his grace. Now that is amazing. Verse 28 also, Therefore we conclude that a man is justified, that is declared innocent, by faith apart from the deeds of the law. We are declared innocent by faith, which means then that the law cannot condemn us if we're innocent, but we're not intrinsically, innately, naturally of ourselves innocent. We are treated as if we are innocent. Treated as if. Now that's an important word, and it comes from chapter 4 of Romans, where Paul says of, uh, of Abraham, and Paul, of course, is quoting the Old Testament, the book of Genesis, what does the Scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him as righteousness. Accounted means treated as as, uh, treated as. We are treated as if we were or considered as if we were righteous. Righteousness has been imputed, charged to our account. And so the person in addiction has the authority and the power to say, Dear God, I'm very tempted. I have no desire to separate uh, this temptation from me. I want to go for it, but I and I feel so guilty and ashamed. But I praise you, dear God, that I am not condemned. I am not counted as guilty. You say, Colin, this is outrageous, it's ridiculous, you're giving people permission to sin. That's what it sounds like. But listen to me. When you are talking to God like that, you are in fellowship with God. Whether it sounds sacrilegious or not, you are in fellowship with Him. And in fellowship with Him, you are therefore no longer silent in your soul. The Holy Spirit has given you a conversation to have with God, even though it seems rather negative. Lord God, I have no desire to separate, to to uh, to obey you. I have no desire to to get rid of this thing. But Father, I thank you that that is not the true me. The true me, the 
the old me, the the natural fallen me, died, as I learned yesterday, uh, in Christ, died to sin. I'm accounted as if uh, the judgment against my sinfulness was taken already at the cross. I'm counted as if I were a different and new person. I am therefore counted as no longer under the power of the law that condemns me. I'm counted as if I were righteous. Now, you may say this with very little conviction at first. It may not strike you with any electric force from God. It is not something that uh, you can expect a buzz from. Maybe not. Maybe, though. But whichever way it is, you speak it forth, and as you do, you are striking against the very core of addiction and beginning to see who Christ is for your new identity. Thanks for listening to me today. You're listening to Colin Cook and How It Happens, a broadcast that comes to you every Monday through Friday uh, at 10 o'clock in the evening on KLTT Radio. Um, That's 10 o'clock in the evening, repeated at 4 in the morning, um, on KLTT AM 670 in the Denver and Colorado and surrounding states areas. You can hear the broadcast, though, at any time of the day or night on your smartphone. Simply download a free app, SoundCloud or Podbean, and key in how it happens with Colin Cook. Or go there directly by going to uh, soundcloud.com slash faithquest or faithquest.podbean.com Please help, would you, to keep the broadcast going? It costs quite a lot for this small ministry each month, 850 to $900 uh, per month, uh, which is about $200 per week of broadcasting or $39 per single broadcast. We've been going for 25 years. Thanks be to God and thanks be to you for all your support. Thanks for your little notes and uh, your donations either by uh, mail or by or, or online. So if you want to donate by mail, please send your donation to FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80160, or send your donation online to faithquestradio.com. That's faithquestradio.com. Thank you again for your regular donations, for your little notes, all very, very encouraging. And I look forward to seeing you then next time. Cheerio, and God bless.